It's bold. It's real. It may even make you blush. But one thing is certain, it will definitely inspire you to push your limits and accelerate your business growth. You're listening to another episode of Confessions of a Barefoot Beauty Guru, and here's your host, Elle Wilson. Hi everyone and welcome. We are back. Hi Elle, how are Hello, you? Hello Toby and good morning to you. I hope you're feeling as fabulous as we are this morning and we're going to get started straight away with a really important topic today. We are. We're going to talk about P's and R's. Oh, so would that's you like really to share important. the P's and the R's? Well, it's the most important thing in selling life and in business and uh, it's P, P for people and R for relationships. What do we do about those things, those murky, weird, slimy things that we have to deal with every single day with all oh, of that. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> that sounds horrible, Toby. I, but I think should get you to start it, you again. Know? I mean, are we going to just put up with that today, girls? So we'll let him, we'll let him have it. You have to it. live we'll with people. you got to work with them. You got... <laughs> yeah, there's definitely... So there's, I mean, I think that, you know, we're in, you know... We're, we're, we're joking around a little bit, but you know, and going to extremes. But really, what we're actually saying is that the life of a salon owner, the life of anyone, is is everything is about relationships, and and team, whether it's a team, uh, a relationship with your team member, whether you work with your husband like we do, a husband and wife team, whether you're actually working just with, um, you know, you're actually even dealing, you know, to me, you're even having a relationship with your, the teacher of your child. You know, you have to develop a relationship there. You have to know how to get the best out and influence her so she does the best for your child. You might have You've to have a relationship a, with your ex-partner. Oh, look, that's huge. you've had a child with. That's absolutely huge. That's probably one of the biggest things. And I think that, you know, if we are to ignore the fact that relationships are the absolute, uh, are absolutely key in our life working, so understanding how they work, we're, we're really digging our head into the sand. And we're, we're sort of like, is that what they say? What's the saying? Put, like, is uh, there something about... Putting our head in the sand. So I've just got this image of a cartoon little ostrich with its head buried in the sand or something. Yeah, it's like, right? it, it really is like that. And you're either going to pl- play the blame game or you are literally going to learn. Say, you know what, there's learning. I've got a learning curve here and I'm at a cutting edge. I don't know how to have relationships. I'm constantly blaming my team, constantly looking outside of myself. And, and you know, the one thing that that actually does is lessen our productivity, our energy. Because when we're not vibrating at an energy where we are being real and true with what's occurring in our life, we deplete ourselves. That's yeah. a fact. Yeah. I mean, there's a good, I'm just mesmerized by that ship on the ocean out there. Zooming away. So you haven't been huge. listening to me at all. Is that it's what you're so saying? Um, you haven't been listening? Well, not a lot. I caught a couple. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Of course I am. And I think for us, let's talk about if we go back in time, I recall... Um, Probably, I don't know how many years ago we stepped into business together, maybe 13, 14 years ago, we stepped into business together and what a what an experience that was. It was almost like being in the centre of a tornado, hurricane, maybe even a tsunami. And there was a clear, there was a clear solution to the difficulty. And that was, if you can get everyone else to think like you and see the world (laughs) like you, if, if you're in business with your partner and you can just fix them, 
that's the key to a successful business relationship. No, I'm joking, of course. Well, and that, that was but, our perspective back then, though, because well, really unconsciously, we were, it kind of was, wasn't it? Well, yeah. consciously, unconsciously, our actions, our behaviours were really aligned with that, that we really felt like, you if know... You if you would just think more like me... Yeah, if I became you, right. then... Yeah. And that's, 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 that's an extremely controlling way to there be in the, the world. There was the broken Toby and the broken Al. And, we, you know, we just needed to fix each other. And, and what that actually did initially <laughs> is that all it did is actually... Uh, it, didn't, uh, it didn't give us the opportunity to flourish together for, for, until we figured that out. So when we started to figure that out and we started to see the incredible value and we stopped taking things personally, like it was a personal attack... Um, and we started to take responsibility for our own feelings. And, you know, we, we, we have our issues. We, we were together 24-7. Like, we, you know, we have our issues that we work through, that we decide, we choose to move through for the greater good. And the greater good being for what you actually really want. So this is one of the things with um, humanity, you know, and human beings. And one of the things that entrepreneurs really spend a lot of time learning is how they work in, inwardly because they know that what's going on on the inside is actually reflected on the outside. They know that. Successful entrepreneurs learn that pretty, pretty quickly. So they stay away from drama. They stay away. It doesn't mean that they're all sitting there being extremely honest, truthful and um you know, responsible, but they certainly don't let themselves be carried away by emotion or by feeling. Would you say that? Yeah, most. I mean, I think about like what comes to mind is the volume of entrepreneurs that there are in the world, and, and I, I just feel like I don't know why it came to me. I can't speak for all of them, but I think it's a common trait to allow a sense of reason into your your problem solving, your your working out things, your you know the way in which you work is definitely a critical key. Do you actually think that that's the reason why? When we look at the statistics, and and believe it or not, I am talking about statistics. It's not never my thing, but I'll, I will bring it up. That there are like the the amount of male successful male entrepreneurs in the world in comparison to women is huge. That just the disparity is huge. So there's just so many men that are successful entrepreneurs, and women are definitely on the rise, but nowhere near the same amount of women. And I would say that, you know, we're still learning. Women are in a, on a huge learning curve on the planet. And, and unless we want to really let go of our emotions, our feelings, and get down to clarity, because to grow something extraordinary and to be able to relate to other human beings in a way that is rational, logical, without emotion, without drama, it, we, we're kind of, we're getting there. Many, many women are there. But it's a very rare woman that can do that because we are made differently to men. So we're kind of, it's not to say that men don't have lots to learn. Absolutely they do. Because if you're using rationale and logic and you're forgetting your heart, a lot of women become men to be successful. They turn into the, their masculine energy. That's not right either. It's kind of like this beautiful fine balance. And I think that one of the words that I love so much that a mentor of ours often brings into conversations is dearness is actually really looking at what is the key component foundationally that i want to move with and what is the outcome that i actually really want you know do i want to be breaking down relationships and we go through parts sometimes of our lives where that's what we do because we don't know how to do anything else normally that's in kindergarten that's on the you know that's in the uh, schoolyard 
that's going on. But most of the time, many people, many human beings take that through until the end of their lives and never ever learn how to go out of it. I think entrepreneurship is a wonderful way to have to learn these skills from a place of real dearness, like real, like, you know, my interests are not separate to yours kind of thing, which is so beautiful. That's another, another beautiful thing, you know, where you're really looking at your life and all of the people involved in it and in it as all having the same interests you're no more special than someone else it's like if with your if i was to think that i was more important than you then i would be fighting for something and if you feel that you're more important than me it's that would be going back and forth right all the time yeah absolutely so is there anything else that you want to share that's coming to you? Well, what came to me when you started to speak about, the, you mentioned some, something about women and their success rates and this and that and how they are in business and all that sort of stuff. The thought that came to mind was, I want to take the fifth, the fifth, the fifth amendment, which is something, I don't even know what it is because I'm Australian and that's American, but it's You're like... Australian, it's, that really came out it's like... like the, <laughs> the, uh, the right, the right not to incriminate myself or say something that might incriminate myself or something along those lines. I think we're lines. all friends here. I've been watching too many, too many movies. I think, too much American Boston movies. legal. Yeah, right. Um, I think that you know. I think that really, you know, we're all friends here, and 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 the women that are listening to us, are women that actually do want to improve, they do want to. Um, hear different perspectives I don't see that our audience are people that you know are afraid to or have a lack of willingness to, to hear from the other side and, yeah, I and think if you've got a lack of willingness so just hit the pause button go and go and listen to something else oh well I guess they could do that but yeah I don't think that that's are you serious are you no. watching that ship what's going on with you I'm a bit morning? distracted but I know I think I might for everyone listening to... there is this huge ship it almost takes up like a portion of the horizon out there on the ocean and it's just slowly moving across and because of where I'm sitting I'm just facing out right out toward it and I was getting distracted. So going back to taking back pause the we don't want anyone pausing anything we're just joking Toby's just playing with you because you know what it's the morning and he's just being silly really so stay with us we know you are anyway we know we that you, you know all. we know that you know his sense of humor now it's a bit quirky we, we we can put up with it so tell us a little bit about what you why you wanted to take the fifth what what do you want to say that you feel like no i don't really want to say anything it was just it was just as as you were speaking i just got this sense of it being um the potential for it to be delicate ground you know for that conversation to be had i don't have any particular views that would be offensive or anything unfortunately i'm just a oh, fairly so boring controversial. fairly boring in that regard yeah but with us for example one of, one of the key the times where we had our greatest shifts and we continue to have our greatest shifts is when we really respect the values the strengths that each of us brings to our brands yeah i think some of that comes with the level of a level of self-knowledge that you develop because unless you can see and acknowledge like i remember being in my i don't know probably early 20s or something like that and thinking about um you know i was starting i had an interest in business and stuff and i was looking and they would do the whole um, SWOT analysis, you know, strengths, weaknesses, and, and all the rest of it. And then, and 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 you can do that personally. You can do it for a um, an organisation for people that don't know. Um, you know, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Yeah, so you basically you do an analysis. You can find that anywhere in any yeah. coaching program. They yeah. they normally have those. And and then so for me, you know, in terms of looking at what were my strengths and weaknesses. I was a little bit naive and arrogant. I sort of thought, well, I don't know that I have many weaknesses. 
you know. And really what that represented was, was, was a blindness to, to so much of myself. I couldn't see. Like everyone has strengths and weaknesses. Everyone. You take someone, you look at, you know, Oprah Winfrey and you, you, you put her as the chief technology officer in an engineering firm and she's not going to thrive. You take someone like Warren, you know, Buffett, who's, you know, a big, you know, well-known investor. A specialist. Well, yeah, exactly. Might not be too good. <laughs> or you put him on stage and ask him to head a head a rock band and be the lead singer. You know, he's he's just not going to do it. You know, like everyone, everyone has strengths and weaknesses. I think. Well, can I just mention something about that that comes Imagine to mind? Bill Gates, you'd have a robot doing Truebrow. You know. Um, I think yeah, we could get to that maybe not on not in my lifetime, but anyway. <laughs> but I think that one of the things that really stands out from what you're saying is that you know the successful entrepreneurs, business people know what they don't know. And they find experts to to put in those positions. And, yeah, you go with and, your strengths and outsource your weaknesses. And now, because of um, the the capacity that we have to outsource through the internet all around the world, we have access. Even if we've got not hardly any money, even if you know we're we've, we've got, got like just powerful we're just of, yes of talent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, incredible talent, and you don't have to be paying. Enormous amounts of money because these people, a lot of these people are, are just amazing and they need the money too. Mm-hmm. Like you're really supporting and helping other people. So I think that what's really key here is that, you know, that knowing those weaknesses isn't a weakness. Having the courage and the bravery to, to accept that you have weaknesses makes you a really great person. You know, it makes you a person that can be trusted because you're not afraid to say, you know what, I'm, I'm really good at that and please don't let me waste your time. Let's find, or my time, let's find something for that. It's so like in fact, I think it's bravery. Spot. Yeah, but it's bravery to accept that you have a weakness. Yes, yeah. And, yeah. Also, and also coming to terms with, I mean, bravery to accept a weakness, but on the flip side, coming to terms with that, that you probably do have a superpower. You probably do have a unique ability. You probably do have unique, That's a unique mix of traits, and when you come in, come to terms with what that superpower is, it can be the the most obscure, organic mix of things. That's why the idea of you know, like business, the way to success is this way. There are so many ways. I want to say something about this. Yeah, this is you just you're just blowing my mind, Toby. As per usual, don't let me careful. just say this about the. Oh no, don't worry, it'll be okay. Um, you know, when you talk about you, you probably have a superpower. I absolutely believe that about everyone. It doesn't mean that their superpower is what they want. It doesn't mean it's what they think they even would consider. But, you know, for some people, it could be just complete open-heartedness and, and, and purity. Like, that's a superpower. That's one of the best in the world, actually. But for someone else, it could be that they're just networkers and they're fabulous with people. The amazing thing is that could when you... Could be an analytical ability. Yes. When you discover what your superpower is, right, then you get people to support you so that you focus on that superpower and that becomes your... It's, it's like when people come to Truebrow. And their superpower is people and, you know, creativity. Like being really, they've got an eye for the true brow. They've got an eye for creativity and creating beautiful things, right? And for beauty. But they're not disciplined. So that's why we brought true brow business into play. Because we knew, we were watching these amazing women 
that were digging holes for themselves. Yeah, because getting they, so so busy with clients that they can't flow. But then, so they didn't then have the discipline the to be able to. Yeah. So yeah. True Brow Business became that that us standing back. Sorry, I'm not. Sorry. What was that? <laughs> it's because I was just can going. I got so much to say. <laughs> I just had so much. Like it's almost coming out of my mouth before because because it's so great. It's, it's, this is what that is. It's like standing back and looking and looking at where people have a superpower, but they're lacking something that is required to make that superpower reach its potential. Mm-hmm. So to me, without even knowing that's what really what we've done is what we actually did. I love that. I love the spontaneity, the organic movement. When you're open, things just happen in a way where you don't even realize why you're doing them, but you're doing them for the greater good. And that's the key, girls. That's what I was saying before to all our audience, to you. What I'm saying to you is when foundationally dearness, you know, that um, is is your foundation. When your foundation is that your interests are no, uh, not higher or lower, um, above and beyond anybody else's, but you've got shared interests with the uh, relationships and with the human beings around you in your business, outside of your business, you will always come back to... An, an effortless inspiration of what's next and what's next. That's called flow. That's called synchronicity. That's just, that's the beauty of being true and real in the world. That's the key in relationships, actually, in fact. Because if foundationally you are devoted to uh, shared interests and see your, all your life as that, you are ne- you, you're actually gonna, uh, going to align yourself vibrationally with a movement in the universe that moves very, very cleanly, opens doors. If something is not open, you'll rest until it opens. There's no force. There's no fear. In relationship, you're always not going to get... You're not always going to get your own way, and that's going to be okay. You're not looking out at the terrain of your environment uh, for, for opportunities to seek advantage, to sort of try and get the advantage in situations and avoid the disadvantage in doing so. It's interesting, isn't it? And it's one of the things that I found out recently is how competitive I am. And I, I, it kind of shocked me a little bit, but because I have a negative, I have a negative judgment on, on competitive, um, on competitiveness. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, isn't it? It's not because being competitive is anything wrong with it. And in fact, if you use it in a way where, um, you know, you're you're offering, say, for example, for me, I'm offering women in the world the most beautiful brows in the world through my beautiful true brow specialist. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. In fact, you need a level of competitiveness to make that happen. But it's interesting, that for me was a really interesting thing. And I had to really look at how can I move in that way, even in all of my relationships. So what I tend to do is be innovative. Like I actually rise above the competitive side of my nature and I become very innovative and create original things. So then I'm actually skipping that part in a way and using it in a, in a way that's really, really powerful. How does competitiveness work in a workspace environment in relationships, Toby, when, we're, when you're looking at that? And I mean, you've worked with me for a very long time and, and I can actually be quite strong as a woman. Um, how was that, that for you when you came into that and you found this kind of like, um, you know, kind of really kind of strong powerful woman that you were working with well i think i think initially it's sort of there's there's uh 
a bit of an allowance for it and then that moved into a bit of a control struggle for me where I was trying to push back against it and because I'm I can also be you know stepping extremely like strong a, yeah. sort of a, a strength so then there's this in the relationship and in the business there's they can form into this sort of power struggle which isn't isn't conducive for the relationship and it's or not for really conducive for, anything. for yeah. productivity yeah um and then and and in that at the time it was a little bit of a denial about um you know looking honestly at your strengths and weaknesses and looking honestly at my own strengths and weaknesses as we were saying before and it, it just sort of initially formed the view that when I saw something, I could see it very clearly. It, it was just black and white. It was so obvious. And to you, it was the same. Yet the black and white obvious perspectives were actually conflicting because we both have very different personalities. We have different constitutions. We approach solving problems differently. Thank goodness we approach, now. Yeah. And, and, such, a, and, such an asset. Yeah, you see the strength of that pairing it's it's got the potential for destruction or can be very constructive depending what on changes, how it's sort of used. What, what, yeah. So what changes that? Like let's let's well, look. Okay, people so are going to be thinking about that. Not maybe not everyone works with their husbands, but with their teams when they've got two really like someone really strong. They want someone to come in and manage their salon that's strong, right? But how you know normally someone that's in business on their own they can have a strong personality themselves and and when you want to grow you're coming more and more into that strength that you have within so how would you be with a what's the one thing what's the key thing that actually changed that for us and and i mentioned it before but we'll, we'll reiterate it again because it's so powerful but there's something that we can bring into those kinds of uh those kinds of strong situations where you have well, two strong people what do you bring well, in I, that I changes you, everything i think you were calling it dearness i would i would probably refer to it as um a a sort of an authentic sincerity like favoring an authentic sincerity over um favoring the survival of the different aspects of myself yeah, because amazing. because when I've got my own 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 beliefs and then that forms into a dynamic in a relationship or in a business, I then you know there's a natural tendency for the emotional energies that move to move into defence of sort of pockets of my own uh, opinions and self and I you know I sort of move in that way. So when I favour instead of uh, you know my own investments and parts of my own identity if i favor the the sort of sincere kind of authenticity and i'm really trying to just bring all of the honesty and sincerity to an equation that's going to cost me those parts of myself so that what that represents from a psychological perspective and an emotional perspective is actually funnily enough it's like death it's it's because parts of us are actually have to die <laughs> have have to go through this we'll pseudo anyway. death yeah right. um so there's a cost to pay a personal cost to pay that's the experience of it in order to move towards a a deeper level of honesty yeah. in the relationship mm. and in the business so Beautiful. through that that's where evolution happens that's where we move and you know i i i get to see more i get to see you more honestly i get to see myself more honestly and I bring this sort of more of a more of a brutal honesty to the business and to and to to, to what we're doing. Um, 
yeah, I think, like, to me, that's the way I would describe it. I would see dearness as perhaps being a quality of that, but that's, yeah. I think for me, the, the, the reason that I use the word dearness is because of what I was mentioning, which is the um, shared interests. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when shared interests, it means there's no fear. A shared interest means there's no lack and there's no fear. So then you have the opportunity to bring in honesty and sincerity because you, there is no lack, there is no fear. And I find that that is just like really so powerful when, you know, normally um, if we have an issue with someone, um, we're projecting onto them. So we're sort of kind of playing the the blame game in some way and we're projecting onto them what we believe that, you know, they should be doing this that way or we have an expectation and it's all about me, me, me. So removing that means removing lack and fear. That is like terrifying for human beings a lot of the time because fear has been like, you know, if we put it in inverted commas, it's almost like fear is there to protect us. You know, the fear of pain, the fear of, of, of losing, the fear of being stolen from, betrayed, all those things. So fear is kind of like a pretend because it isn't real, right? It's not true. It doesn't protect us at all. It actually limits us and depletes our productivity uh, our superpower, it's like putting the superpower in a little bucket and going, oh yeah, you've got a little hole, a little bit will dribble out, but you know what, the, hole, the bucket's got a hole, but you're not going to get your full superpower because you're not being real. You're not really looking at the universal principles that allow that superpower to flourish. So, you know, you can't, you can't have it your own way. That's one of the things that entrepreneurs have to, um, they get it really quickly when they, as they start you know, like for us, you know, when we got that, we were just, we're flying, you know, you start to fly and, and you have people around you that really love that because they're tapping into that vibration. They're energetically tapping into it. They don't even know why they love it so much, but they just want to be around it because they know that being around it, what it does is it activates it in them. So they get to experience more of their superpower. That's, that's the true brow superpower, really. And so for us, we're constantly in the evolutionary game because the more that we as the uh, you know, brand creators, the founders, me the creator, it's like the more that we actually delve into that, the more we're, we're energetically giving, vibrationally handing across to all of our students, all of the people we're mentoring and coaching. They feel it, they know it, and they take a little bit of it and they're flying. So it's kind of like, you know, you either want to put your superpower into a bucket and let it leak out little drip, bright drip. And we did that for some time. We did, didn't we? Like, we really did. We've got to be honest and real. Like, we're not here to pretend. This is the beauty of our, our gorgeous podcast, is that we're here to confess, to share, to be real with you. We're not pretending like we're some sort of, like, you know, we've got it all figured out. What we're saying is that the principles that we abide by and the principles that we know clearly are the ones that actually work, are what we share with you. And, and we might share them using our own stories and, and, and our own experiences. So, and it all provides such an amazing opportunity. Like you used the word a moment ago, expectation. We think about what that means to have expectations and the way all of our um, expectations form into a, a sort of a fabric of what we project out onto the world. And, and the amazing thing about business is that um, a lot of those expectations get sorted out pretty quickly <laughs> because you know we're we're sort of taking what we believe to be about the world and through running a business we're sort of throwing that up against the wall and seeing what sticks and there's a process of becoming more 
real about about the reality of it it's actually as it sort of amplifies it like if it wasn't enough to have it within ourselves and within our own sort of personalities that we carry around with us all the time and interact with other people start to build a structure that adds on and connects all these other people to that and then puts that connection to an entire marketplace and start to sort of govern that and pretend that we have some level of control over all of this stuff that we really have no control over and it's just so much fun. <laughs> yeah, but it also, it also like, you know, it can be quite a, um, a challenging time for someone that, you know, Completely. steps into the entrepreneurial world and they delve into the world of relationships. And, you know, like one of the things is, is the relationship you have with your husband when you're an entrepreneur at home. Like that relationship needs care, it needs dearness, it needs, you know, looking at shared interests, you know, share, like really look at that. You know, like look at that because that that relationship, when it's strong, when it becomes like this well of 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 loveliness and depth, you will find that you'll be able to bring out that superpower inside of you in a way that will absolutely amaze you because you'll be open. You won't be like worried about your relationship. You won't be in that that mode of you know fighting or or just being in, in at odds with each other because that drains our energy our superpower it literally it's like saying i want to be limited and and the one question you need to ask yourself is look around at all the relationships look at the ones that are not working especially they're the ones that give you the greatest they give you the greatest insights into what's next for you and and where maybe you're 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 doing something that is really um in a way how would you what would you say toby that you've, you've stepped out of shared interest and uh, you know just because you have team members it doesn't mean that you should have expectations that's absurd that's one of the the things that we expect people to do things people that come to work for us are there in so many ways to do the very opposite to what we want that's why we have policies that's why we have procedures that's why we have warnings that's why we have you know bonuses we have targets we have we have things that inspire and encourage um, our people so that we can get them to to be and do the things that we need for our business but ultimately um, we we want to come from that foundation of dearness and that foundation of having shared interests I think that's really important anything else that you would like to uh, wrap this up with I today, think that you? you've just completely wrapped it up right there that yeah, was fantastic beautiful thank you so much everyone it's always beautiful to be here with you we hope we're adding value to your everyday life every moment of your life every microsecond that's that's what we love to do and uh, reach out let us know what you think about dearness and what we just spoke about today. Take care. <laughs> Thanks, Speak Toby. soon. Bye now.